Welcome back to the Evolving Wellness Podcast. My name is Sarah Kleiner. Thank you so much for being here. Today's guest is actually someone who I have followed personally before I even started a YouTube channel, Facebook page, Instagram page, any of that. I was following Christina's journey on keto and she actually has had millions of views on her videos on her YouTube channel and came under quite a bit of scrutiny over the last year when she came out and said that keto had essentially ruined her thyroid. Now, we are gonna dive into that and really talk more in depth about that, but I just had a really lovely time chatting with Christina and just, I've, you know, it's kind of like when you follow somebody online, you feel like they're already your friend, you're already bringing them into your home by watching their videos, listening to their content. So I already felt that connection with Christina kind of as a fangirl, but it was just lovely to sit down with her and actually talk in depth about these topics. Again, that she really came under a ton of scrutiny for coming out and saying these things. And the thing is, we wanted to sit down and record this episode because we both feel that a lot of people are experiencing the same exact thing that she experienced and has been experiencing and we want to help people. So I'm going to link all of Christina's programs, how you can follow her. If this information resonates with you and you want to work with Christina or get on her email list, even just to keep in touch with her. She's absolutely a lovely, lovely person. And all of my programs are going to be linked down in the show notes. You can always use the code podcast to save 10% on those programs. Now, this was a video recording, so you can't really see the video, obviously, if you're listening to this on the podcast. But Christina was wearing a lovely pair of blue blockers while we recorded this because it was evening time after sunset where she lived. Now, the best way to protect your cortisol patterns is going to be implementing circadian glasses kind of similar to the ones that she was wearing and I'll link the one she was wearing below also but I use Viva Rays and you can use my code Yogi to save 15% on those they are excellent high quality circadian glasses you can even send in a prescription to have prescription blue blockers made so check out Viva Rays again code Yogi will save you 15% and the second sponsor of today's episode is actually going to be Optimal Carnivore. This is my go-to source for postnatal nutrition. Also used it prenatally. You know, your body goes through so much depletion during pregnancy that I feel these organ meats are essential. You can use my code carnivore uppercase Y to save over at Optimal Carnivore. And again, fill in those nutritional gaps. All right, let's jump into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am really excited today, kind of fangirling a little bit because <laughs> I've actually been watching Christina's YouTube channel for years and have been a huge fan. And it's kind of like one of those people that you watch all their videos and you just kind of follow them and you feel like, oh, we've already just known each other for years. Um, but this is really the first time we've ever talked on video. So Christina, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, as a woman from Dublin, I love the opportunity to talk. <laughs> you may regret it. We may be here for a couple of hours. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's that's totally fine. Yeah. And I also want to commend you. I did before the camera turned on. You've got your blue blockers on because it's dark there and you've got your studio lights. So mm -hmm. Christina is doing good with her circadian health. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It was yes. 
it was actually a, a complete accident accident that I happened upon the blue light community yeah. and the circadian community because like I I had taught circadian biology for the last six years I've taught it in my boot camps I've taught it in my programs the importance of you know living seasonally and yes. it was more to do with yeah, make sure you see the sunlight and make sure you eat seasonally. You know, bananas don't grow in the Alps in right. any of the years, you know. Yes. Um, but I was asked to do um, a promotion with a brand called OcuShield. Okay. Um, and they sent me a pair of glasses and I kind of, I'm going to research a little bit because it's important for me when I represent a brand that I completely buy into it yes so I started to research and it kind of as always happens with biology and physiology I just fell down the rabbit hole and all of a sudden uh, everything that I had been through made absolute sense it was like getting a a full diagnosis you're not sleeping properly so therefore you're leptin resistance therefore everything you eat you are gaining weight because you're also physiologically insulin resistant because you've been super low carb for so long yes and something's got to give yeah so that's a long way of saying yes somewhere and if that's a brand that they have readily available in europe i'd love Mm -hmm. to put a link underneath the podcast because i get a lot of european viewers that i have brands that i represent and they're Mm -hmm. always like yeah but i have to pay all these extra duty fees and this that Mm -hmm. the other so I, if that's readily available there in Europe, then it I'll get is. a link from you, your affiliate link. Yeah, they're actually, I think they're actually based in the UK. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay. All right. All of my UK listeners and European <laughs> listeners, we've got a source for you now. <laughs> well, let's, so here's, here's why I really want, and, and what you just basically said, why I really wanted to talk to you. I really watched your journey with kind of, you know, losing all the weight on keto and really dramatically improving your health and then kind of hitting this wall and coming to the conclusion, you know, you even did a video, which I had so many people send it to me and ask me to analyze it. Um, and basically saying that keto ruined your thyroid. And I know you came under a lot of, um, what's Mm -hmm. the word just, you didn't get a lot of, yeah, scrutiny. Absolutely. For, yeah. for saying that. So yeah. maybe we can talk a little bit about that journey and, you know, mm-hmm. your community and, and just kind of how you got to that place. Yeah. So I am, I'm one of those people who found keto completely by accident in 2016. And I was in there on the ground from the very beginning with like, you know, when it was a really, really small community on yes. uh, the ketogenic forum, you know, and it, just worked for me immediately like my body just reacted so well within weeks I had dropped like 15 kilos of weight that I wasn't able it's about 32 pounds that I wasn't able to lose in the previous 30 years of my life um and for about a year and a half everything went really smoothly and it was about around 2018 I think when fasting burst in and all its glory and it was the in thing to do and I started to skip breakfast 
um, and I skipped breakfast for about a year. Did all the things right, you know, I was having coffee in the morning to get me through and I was doing my fasted workouts to get in the fat burning zone. Yes. And it was really that year, I think, just set me up for the following three years of plateau where absolutely nothing moved. Then at the start of this year, I had just recovered from my second skin removal surgery and I had I had gotten 14 kilos removed about about 28 pounds of skin removed fairly extensive surgeries after the first one I needed a blood transfusion because mm. I had a lot of bleeding and I just really underestimated how physically stressful that was on my body and because I felt okay in terms of like pain was fine. Like I, I was on paracetamol um, and ibuprofen in, in, in the hospital. Like it, it really, I didn't really have a lot of bad pain, which now looking back is kind of like a warning sign, you know, that those stress hormones were really high and keeping me yes. a little bit yes. out of it. Um, so I, I just got back to it. I really didn't take much time off. Um, because I had a community who were super invested in the outcome of this because uh, for a lot of people I was where they want to be eventually you lost the weight and now you're getting the surgery and yeah 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 and I left this after six weeks after the second surgery I was heavier than I was when I first went in for my surgery so I had I had gone up to 82 kilos. I don't know what that is. Like, I can't really do the maths very well. Was it about 175 pounds or something, something around there? Um, and I couldn't understand. I mean, they'd taken off 14 kilos. Yeah, I was four kilos heavier than, like, it was like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I noticed the weight gain. And it wasn't really spectacular on the scales, but I noticed all of a sudden, okay, my arms and my legs were just, my clothes were getting tighter. I was, could not understand what was going on because I was still eating keto. Mm. Um, so I started to, you know, think about as a nutritionist, you know, you do the head to toe. I was like, well, it has to be something metabolic because when I reduce my calories, my weight stays the same. Mm-hmm. When I increase my calories, I gain weight like crazy. Like mm-hmm. I gained six pounds in a week. Yeah. Um, Been there. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I said, right, there ha- it has to be something metabolic. There has to be something metabolically off. Um, and so I started to, you know, research the, the effects of keto because I still didn't put that distress part mm-hmm. it just didn't occur to me um despite everything I know it didn't occur to me yeah um and I happened upon quite a few women in the nutrition community who were wholly against the ketogenic diet because women need carbs that's what they were saying. Women need carbohydrates. Women need carbs for hormone synthesis. They need um, carbs for thyroid health. And I was like, well, it doesn't seem to be universal. 
sorry, my cat has just jumped <laughs> up on. Um, it, it certainly doesn't seem to be universal because there's plenty of women out there who are thriving on even carnivore mm-hmm. um, that don't seem to have, the, but maybe it's just me. So I kind of got sucked into a little bit of the like rapey community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actively looking for articles and um, blog posts that contradicted what they were saying, because I understand confirmation bias and, you know, no matter what you think, you can find confirmation of totally. your, yep. no matter what you're looking for. So I went looking um, and it just, it made sense in that moment. It made sense that this was the answer. I had been too low carb for too long. That's basically the conclusion I came to. Um, and then as I did more research and they started talking about, you know, that, that, cortisol is mm-hmm. going to block thyroid hormone synthesis like, yeah I mean and you need cortisol for ketogenesis for gluconeogenesis all that signaling pathway requires cortisol of course it's the thing that forgetting like completely forgetting the stress the physical stress that I had been it through with those through. two surgeries yeah and it just made sense and I think at that point I was so desperate because I had this massive community who were looking to me uh, to be that beacon of this is what works. And I was so desperate to find what worked for me so that I could help the women that were facing the exact same problems as Mm. me. And I think that that's what made me buy into that was finally an answer because you know too well from your own journey what it's like to be facing an unknown about your body and your health yes oh yeah it's incredibly frustrating especially when you're doing it in front of not yeah that's why I kept my whole fertility journey quiet because Mm -hmm. it was too hard for me to process it emotionally and share it with my community I was like well once I once I get pregnant I didn't even share until I was like 20 three weeks pregnant, I think is when I finally announced my pregnancy. Cause I was just mm-hmm. so traumatized from the whole fertility journey that I was like, yeah. I can't put this out publicly. So the fact yeah. that you were opening yourself up along on your surgery and the weight gain and everything you were going through, I commend you for that because it's, it's mm-hmm. hard to go through it just period emotionally, but then to, it's like ripping open another layer when you're sharing it with the public you know it, it is and you know it's the I, I kind of I always call myself the an accidental business owner because I started my YouTube channel before I got my qualifications yeah and what prompted me to get my qualifications was other women reaching out to me saying please help me yes <laughs> same same um, for me same exact yeah. thing I didn't start yeah. getting qualified and taking you know all these courses and getting you know mm-hmm. letters behind my name mm-hmm. until after yeah. <laughs> everything had started because yeah. you start it and people want you to help them they're, they they see yeah. you they're inspired and they're like okay yeah. I want to do what you're doing and so yeah. I love the fact that you did go and get that education because mm-hmm. I think that, that that's very important <laughs> it yeah. is and the most surprising thing about the scrutiny from that video was that nobody questioned my qualifications yeah. 
And that was really surprising to me because, um, do you know Patricia Daly? I don't think I do. So Patricia Daly is, um, she she actually lives in Dublin and she's a nutritional therapist who specializes in keto for cancer. Okay. And she herself used a ketogenic diet. She had um, melanoma in her eye. Oh, wow. And she reversed that. She, she basically cured herself of cancer. Wow. And she wrote a book with um, a chef called Dominique Kemp, who's an American chef. They wrote The Ketogenic Kitchen, which is a fantastic uh, resource for anybody who wants keto recipes. Um but she, when, she, when they wrote that book, the Irish media tore her apart and oh, questioned wow. her qualifications. Was, she, you know, she had um, a higher level A, an Irish level A higher diploma, which is its degree level. Now, she's got her master's in human nutrition now. But wow. at the time they were questioning her, like, you know, you're not a doctor, you're not a dietitian. Who are you? Um and I was really surprised that that didn't happen to me. I expected that to happen to me. But what I found was it was very two very different groups of people. The ones who I had gone to, because I I know personally know a lot of like the big players in the mm-hmm. keto community because I had met them before keto blew up. So we already had those pre-existing relationships. I went to Keto Fest in 2018 and met them all in person. And you know, we had amazing conversations but when I went to them and I said hey look this is happening to me and they're like I just keto on just keep going it'll happen eventually harder more longer restrict more more, fast fast more more. yep universe I've heard it yep (laughs) right just harder faster stronger longer less um and when I made that video that group were silent nobody reached nobody reached out to me nobody said anything then there was another group and this was the women in the keto community right so these are very well-known women um I don't want to mention any names because I don't want to call anybody out yeah even in a positive way uh just in case they, they don't feel comfortable with that but two very prominent women in the keto community came to me and they said we understand but we don't think you're right. So let's try and get to the bottom of this because from a physiologically perspective, from a physiological perspective, you don't actually need that much cortisol for ketogenesis and uh, gluconeogenesis. There's something else going on. And I, I, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm completely open. And even on that video, I said, you know, I, I'm not attacking keto. I think it's, it's, just an amazing tool if we get it right and we have to be able to get it right and if there's anybody out there who knows in what way I'm wrong please please get in touch with me please talk to me because I want to be wrong about this because Mm. I am a ketogenic nutritionist I want to be wrong about this this is my livelihood uh so yeah the these women that that came to me they, they didn't have answers either Mm. They just were adamant, look, it has to be something else. Keep searching, keep doing your research, because from what we know, it can't be keto. And I was like, well, you know, you can't say that, you know, (laughs) you can't because (laughs) there's no long term research done on it. There's no long term studies. Yeah. Women who are over 40. 
Right. And women over 40 who have been obese their entire lives. Yeah. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. We are just not physiologically the same as a group of healthy 25 year old men who do keto no. for three days in a study. I'm, I I'm feel sorry. Like perimenopause especially is just such a delicate time for women. And that is kind of, it gets lost. It gets kind of swept under the rug, you know, yeah. and even menopause too. You know, I, I was ha- having a conversation with somebody on my chat on my page this morning about cortisol and stress. And I said, you know, when you get to menopause, your ovaries are no longer running the show and your adrenals are doing the job of the ovaries. So you're actually going to be a lot more sensitive to stress, to excess cortisol, because your adrenals are way more overworked in menopause. Mm -hmm. Perimenopause, that process is starting to happen. And so Mm -hmm. it's a very sensitive time also. But Mm -hmm. I feel like women, when they're not, you know, in their prime reproductive age, we don't really talk about that. And then even women in prime reproductive age, you can really screw yourself up as well, you know, big time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. What surprised me most was the reaction from that video, Mm. not any of the rebuttals because I didn't watch any of them because, yeah, because people had contacted me, like people who have been in my community for years contacted me and said, look, some such and such made a video, but it's not, here's why you're wrong. It's like, oh, you're wrong. And it was really aggressive Ugh. rebuttals and and just yeah just kind of like and I said I'm actually not interested I'd rather have a conversation so if this person had emailed me and said hey let's talk we we can chat about this because it it for me I felt like that was an opportunity for them to get views on my struggle on the, right it's like, exactly it's, women tearing drama. other women down is yeah. something that I hate it yeah so <laughs> I, I said, I made another video that was titled, we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I said, I could be completely wrong. I could be totally and utterly wrong. And I would love to be, but there is something going wrong with my body. There's something going, going wrong within me. And so far, this is the only answer that I found. So yeah. we need to talk about what's going on because I got, more than 600 messages and emails and DMs. I was bombarded. That's exactly what I was about to say is not only was it you that was having the issue that you were being bombarded with messages of women who are like me too. Also, I'm also having this problem. Help, let's figure it out. So it's not like you're just sitting here and this anecdotal, this is just me. Mm -hmm. You're getting flooded with messages of other women. And that's- that's a really important point for anyone listening to understand. Yeah. And anybody that came to me and said, oh yeah, and you, you know, you're, you're just saying this now because it's not working for you. And I, I said, go to that video. <laughs> not just me. Look at the comments. Go to the video and read the comments. Yeah. I took screenshots of comments and I was sending them to people saying, are these women lying also? Are these women yeah. Uh, not experience the, the gaslighting and like, don't get me started on medical gaslighting because I could be here all day. Same. <laughs> but <the laughs> gaslighting even, and it was mostly men mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. well, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Are so. we vegans now? <laughs> 
yeah yeah so <laughs> when when I got all of those messages I said right I'm going to create a Facebook group and I'm just going to filter all these people having the same experience I'm going to filter them into this group and there's almost 700 people in that group now wow wow and all having the same issues and it got to the stage where I I just had to stop I I had been I've been working practically straight for the last six years and yeah. without without a proper break um and I said right I'm I'm going to take a break and this was in July and I had been running a membership so I, I have a program called protein priority diet which is it's still low carb keto diet with um but protein priority not not high protein but making sure that because women are terrible for getting pro- mm-hmm. their protein in um so we we do protein priority and there was a couple of hundred women in that program and I just emailed them and I said I'm closing the membership tomorrow I actually I've reached the point of complete and utter burnout and I cannot do another day and luckily like my community are amazing they're just as I'm sure yours are too but my community are full of amazing women who are just so supportive and so understanding and so caring and they said you do what you need to do you do what you need to do so I basically took all of um, the rest of July, all of August and all of September this year off. And during that time, I said, you know, I'm, I'm still eating keto. I'm, you know, I, I dabbled in that higher carb, just work out more. And I gained like 20 pounds oh, wow. in, in, in a month wow. overnight. And I said, my body cannot tolerate carbohydrates. Yeah, cannot tolerate it at this level. I need to stop. So I was only doing it for about five, six weeks, but it was hell. I had really bad uh, reactive hypoglycemia after every meal. Oh, yeah. Um, I would go out for a walk and, and I had honey sweets in my pocket because I was getting such bad hypos when I was out walking. Oh, no. um, I was just right back where I had started from with the sh- the blood sugar um roller coaster like it, it was really bad thank you so much for listening to today's episode I wanted to take a moment to remind you if you are enjoying the episode share it somewhere maybe a Facebook group or on your Instagram tag me tag Christina we would love 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 to hear from you I know it took a lot for her to come out and really be honest about a lot of these topics and so her and I both the hope of this episode is that it reaches a lot of people and the right people the people that need to hear it that maybe are feeling very isolated very alone like they are doing all of the wrong things even though they are trying to do all the quote-unquote right things so please do share it out and all of her information will be linked below this episode if you want to work with her or even just get on her news list And all of my programs are always 10% off with the code podcast, which do address a lot of these issues as well. Those are also down there in the show notes for you. Also, if you do have a chance, can you please head on over to either Spotify or Apple? Leave us up to a five-star review on this podcast. It will help to get the podcast out to more people. And one more shout out to a sponsor, Upgraded Formulas. This is my go-to source for making sure that my minerals are in balance. 
Now, a lot of people that do keto and carnivore diets do have mineral imbalances. They are a little bit more tricky to manage. And 80% of people actually have mineral imbalances that can lead to sleep issues, fatigue, muscle pain, all of these things. You can use my code YOGI12 or YOGI if you've already used that before to save on the hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation over at Upgraded Formulas. Just a fantastic way to find out if you have mineral imbalances and then again to correct those without guessing. All right, let's jump back into today's episode. And I just knew in my gut and my heart, I knew this, this is wrong. This is not the answer. So I decided that I was going to just take my time and, and kind of research a little bit and go back and have a look at keto. What have I missed? So when, so I have my, I'm a qualified nutritionist from, I got my education in Ireland, but I also am a certified ketogenic specialist through the Nutrition Network, which is Tim Noakes mm, um, yes. Nutrition Education Foundation. And that's where I'd got my um, my ketogenic certification. And they emailed uh, alumni with, with some offers over the summer of courses to do. And one of them was to do diabetes reversal practitioner training. And I said, you know, I have, I have, I feel like I may have some gaps around type two diabetes. Maybe I could fill in some gaps, you know, in my knowledge. Let's just take it. And it was during that course that I said, no, this is what I need to do. I need to be doing this. Mm. Um, And so I I searched for more answers and then it just cortisol was the the word that kept coming up cortisol. And And when I looked at the studies of exactly how much cortisol raises on, um, on keto, it actually can't be keto that's not the problem and then it was again down a research hole of rushing woman syndrome mm-hmm. have you heard of rushing woman syndrome? i have yep i have have you read the book i have not but i've heard of it dr mindy pels talked to me about it but yes yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i i i googled somebody mentioned it in in a in an article I read and I googled it and I was like you know what that is every single woman I have ever worked with mm-hmm. has rushing woman syndrome an endless to-do list um just a horrendous mental load on top of the the day-to-day jobs that they do like the work that they do the unpaid care like, I read a book a couple of years ago called um hidden women mm. it's about how big data which is what the entire world is designed upon is based on white men oh, yes. and so if you if you think of um the city transport systems they're kind of in a spider web yeah because it's based on men's transport usage so they go from home to the office office to home so that's why they're in this concentric circles uh-huh. because that's the way men travel Women don't travel like that. Women go from home to the nursing home to visit mom, to the doctor with the kids, and then go to work. Yeah. And they have to get four buses because the transport system is not set up like that. So it's just an example of how women are lost in big data, which helps design cities and transport systems and working style and working life. 
Um, and I realized that it was all of the other stresses, but it was still cortisol. I was right about that, that it was cortisol, but it was lack of good sleep, lack mm -hmm. of sunlight, because at that point I was probably working 10 hours a day and not going outside. Yeah. Because yeah. when you love what you do, right, you, you want to do it easily. So my husband is always getting at me. He's like, all right, you need to unplug for, and I try, I do, I have limits with myself, like eight o'clock that phone goes away. I can't touch it. Mm -hmm. And I don't pick it up until nine o'clock every morning. You know, I try to set those limits, but it, when you really love what you do and you love the people, like you love your members and your group, I'm the same way. I love my ladies and my group. I love a lot of my, you know, people on Instagram. I feel like I have all these friends all over the world and yeah. it's like, oh, it's hard. And then you don't realize that you're in this kind of fight flight state yeah. and you don't, you're, you're not aware of your body at all. You've yeah. totally disconnected. And, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It, it got so bad for me at one stage that I was actually suffering from air hunger when oh, I was wow. lying down to sleep at night. I, I was like, what is yawning that? a lot? No, just when you're falling asleep, it feels like it's almost like sleep apnea, but it's, it's like just before you fall asleep and, and it's not really yawning. It's like a gasp. So I was like, oh, oh wow. It's like you've gotten a fright without the fright. It, wow. and I, it happened to me a couple of times. I was like, oh man, this is not right. This is not right. There is something wrong with me. And my doctor is usually, she's usually quite good. She kind of rolls her eyes at me a lot because she thinks the nutritionist can't possibly know everything that a doctor knows. <laughs> um, so I asked her, we were testing my blood because my ferritin was really low after needing the mm. blood transfusion. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I needed to get an iron transfusion. So we were doing a series of tests every three months to, to check my ferritin level to make sure it was coming back to normal. And the first two times I said to her, can you please tack on an, a, a thyroid panel? The needle's going to be in there. We might as well get, you know, a good yeah. picture. And the first two times I just got my TSH back and you know I said to her the second time I said to her I asked you for a full panel that's not a full yeah, panel no. <laughs> um and but at that time I wasn't so much focused on the thyroid because the TSH was okay and yeah. I know that before my Hashimoto's diagnosis I had kind of like just type 2 hypothyroidism just un un unidentifiable cause uh, with a, a high high th high tsh hmm. but it, it my t4 to t3 conversion was fine so i was able to be on synthetic t4 because i had no problem with the conversion what, what i had the problem with was the tsh um so the third time i said to her there's something really wrong with me I'm gaining weight like crazy. And she was like, yeah, but your age, I was like, I'm 42. No, that's not no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> and of course she's, she's a slim woman, never had a weight problem in yeah. her life. So no understanding. She said, yeah. would you like to see a nutritionist? I was like, I am a nutritionist. I am a nutritionist. And she was like, yeah, but you know, Oh goodness. You're like, no. um, so I said, no, I just want a thyroid panel, please. And I actually went in with a list in my hand. I said, I want TSH. I want 
T3, T4, reverse T3, and I want both antibodies. And if if yeah. um, the only one she wouldn't give me was the anti-nuclear antibodies, so the one oh, that really? tests for all autoimmune. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was like, now your insurance company is not going to pass this. And I was like, I'll pay for it. Like, and yeah. she was like, no, we don't really do it. She wouldn't do fasting insulin. I had to insist. Yeah. I had to insist. That, That's that what it was like with my fertility journey too. My I, an endocrinologist and I was having all these fertility issues. So like, well, your insurance will pay for that, and we don't normally do that. And it's like, I I went out of pocket and just found a lab that would draw it for yeah. me myself. I was like, okay, yeah. fine, I will pay a few hundred dollars to do this myself. I need to know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah. So when when the results came back at that point, I I had already been a few months back on keto and of course my LDL was slightly elevated everything else was perfect and she was like yeah, you can't. and I was like don't Look, go there <laughs> all of my other metabolic markers are perfect my fasting insulin my HbA1c everything yeah. is perfect this yeah. is what happens when people eat keto they guess because guess what we're burning that LDL it's exactly going around. Like, as long as your triglycerides aren't like over 150 yeah. you're that's <laughs> I'm not worried about it my my triglycerides and HDL ratio were one that's like beautiful you can't get any more beautiful that's amazing <laughs> so the way it works in Switzerland is that you get your results we have an app and you get your results and then your doctor calls you a few days later and you talk through the results so like within eight hours I had the results and I saw the antibodies were I think so the clinical range for Switzerland is like 40 and mine were like almost 400 oh my gosh so I I said to my husband I knew it I knew my thyroid there was something wrong with my thyroid something going on with my metabolism I said I have Hashimoto's and he was like well you know you knew and now you've just got confirmation yep what was interesting was the conversation I had with her. Um, so she called me and she said, yeah, everything looks fine. I said, uh, yeah, and the, the TPO <laughs> the antibodies. And she was like, oh yeah, but you're already on um, levothyroxine. So the treatment doesn't change. And I said, okay. I said, do you not think that maybe I should see an endocrinologist get an ultrasound of the gland to yeah. make sure that there's no physical damage no erosion of the gland she was like well it wouldn't make a difference because the treatment is still the same and I said well uh, I said what what about um going to um an immunologist and she said why would you go to an immunologist I said for the autoimmune issue right. and she's like no we don't the, the treatment is still the same it's levothyroxine and you're already on it so there's nothing more to do oh my god wow Wow, wow, that's insane. And she's a good one. <laughs> that's wow. the worst thing about it. So she's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's um, the same here. You know, I think yeah. a lot of my viewers in America have the same issues, you know, and it's yeah. it's crazy because I just had a young man on my podcast last week. He's a registered nurse and he had a lot of extreme keto and fasting and lost 160 pounds. And then now we find out after all of the stress he's put his body under that he has Hashimoto's, you know, and he had to basically do the digging himself to find that out. And I'm like, how, how much is this extreme stress that so many people are putting themselves under actually doing this sort of damage to the body and, and kind of manifesting this Hashimoto's situation? I really do wonder how many people are suffering like this. 
well, I've got almost 700 of them in my wow. community who, who have the exact same story, men too, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who have done keto, lost a lot of weight, weight loss stopped, and then they started to regain no matter what they did. It's yep. the exact same story. And yep. it's, it's not the keto, it's the restriction. It's the restriction right. of the nutrition and the calories and the yep. fasting and the skipping breakfast and yep. Fasted workouts and yeah, yeah, like like good people. We you know we did that. We we followed the the advice of the experts who said they knew um, exactly what the answers were. Yeah, and Jeremy last week that you know was on my podcast. He went into one of these extreme keto groups to try to help because again the weight loss stopped and he started gaining no matter what he did. And it turned out that, you know, he got even worse. Things got worse for him. He became food obsessed. He started having binge eating disorder and, you know, feeling worse and worse and worse. And, you know, he kept on being told by these people in these groups, do it more, do it harder, do it, you know, and and it's so rampant, you know, you get them, I get them, these dogmatic groups of people who, you know, maybe there's a specific influencer who has a lot of followers and they're like, I want to be skinny like her. I want to look like him. And they're promoting this sort of thing. We don't know what they're really doing. And we don't know no. what they're, how they're really feeling. We no. don't know what their blood work looks like. Maybe no. they do a cholesterol panel or something like that to yeah. put up some numbers every now and then and say, here's my blood work. What does your thyroid really look like? How yeah. are your minerals? You know, how is your sleep? Are you, yeah. you know, there's so many things that I think people, you can put up smoke and mirrors because you're popular and you have a lot of followers, but what you're doing is so commendable because, and and I feel like people just need to hear this message because of the suffering that's, that's taking place behind the scenes, you know, and yeah, I just, I just thank you for sharing this. And uh, so, yeah, you found out you had the the elevated antibody (laughs) and it's like, now what yeah yeah. and and that's the question now what and it 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 unfortunately is time Mm -hmm. that's the first big thing is time because I need to give my body the time and the space to feel safe yes that the that that stress has passed by so I went back to eating breakfast I'm eating breakfast Mm -hmm. every morning protein forward a savory protein breakfast yes um I am eating a very light evening meal rather than skipping because at the moment I don't think that that's a good idea because I don't want my body to go into lockdown again yep um and understanding that for there's two two types of people there's those who are naturally lean who might gain 20 30 pounds but be able to lose it really easily if they just cut back a bit and move more yeah and then there's the people like me who have been morbidly obese I was morbidly obese I was I, I was 120 kilos so it was like 260 something pounds mm-hmm. when I started and I had been like that I had started gaining weight when I was eight years old mm-hmm. so I had been obese for a very very long time I had really bad insulin resistance and leptin resistance and for people like me that kind of weight brain weight bench bro keto ruins our bodies 
yeah. ruins our bodies because we yeah. just can't eat all the fats. Right. We're leptin resistant. We're going to right. gain weight if we eat all, lo- lots of fat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're chugging on bulletproof coffee, you know, you and you've been obese, you're going to gain weight. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think that the, the problem is that there's a one size fits all mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, the macros, 70% from fat, mm-hmm. 20% from protein, 10% from, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. I can't eat that much fat. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to have conversations with other women in the keto community. Um, I don't know if you know Brenda Bennett, sugar-free mom. Mm-mm, I don't. So she's, um, she's got a wonderful website full of like a huge repository of keto, um, recipes. And she, I think she has Hashimoto's too, Mm. but even she said like when, when she was trying to lose weight, she had to bring her fats down to like 60%. She said, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, if, if I did, I would gain weight. Yeah. So this one size fits all macro, um, yeah dogma it's ridiculous and it's the high fat is taking is making a resurgence right now because all my videos that I want to scream like I want to take the videos down but I haven't yet um all my videos where I went really high fat are get are really popular right now they're getting a resurgence like a thousand views a day I'm like I made this video two years ago and I gained 20 pounds when I did this technique Didn't people catch that part of my story that, yeah. that this is what made me gain 20 pounds was doing this high fat approach. That's yeah, confirmation bias, isn't it? Right. They it's... want, they want to find the answers that support their beliefs. Right. Yeah. And it, it, the thing about it is that, you know, I always said, I find it hard, really hard to market myself as a nutritionist that works primarily with people for weight loss because it's really hard not to sound like a snake oil salesman Mm -hmm. lose Mm -hmm. 20 pounds in a month you know that kind of thing yeah I can't do I I wouldn't do it It, I can't do that either yeah it's just so unethical and it's like get your bikini body that's what it feels like it feels yucky yeah and I try to be realistic with people in my marketing I mean maybe it's not working like you know I, I but I will not try to sell snake oil yeah I will not tell women that they can eat one meal a day for a year and drop no. all the weight no. Be- because yes you might drop all the weight yes you might get to your go away but you're not staying there but then what yeah exactly I'm like then what happens what's the you, aftermath okay, you, of that sort yeah. of behavior yeah you can you can live the next 20 years on cigarettes and coffee and then have a heart attack right Exactly. Yeah. It's a disaster. And, and I yeah. feel like that's, you know, my channel was kind of getting bigger because I was talking about carnivore and carnivore, this and that and the other. And then I stopped and, and my channel stopped growing because I quit putting out a little bit of this kind of extreme ideology of here's a macro amount that's going to be perfect for you. And I started focusing more on circadian health and quantum biology and bringing more of those people on my channel, because that was what was really making a bigger difference for me. It wasn't specific macros. It was my light environment. It was the fact that I needed to be outdoors more and and learn things like red light therapy. And, you know, I don't, people ask me all the time, what are your macros? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm breastfeeding. I just, I went through a pregnancy. I'm 43 and breastfeeding pregnancy. Like 
I don't track my macros. I make sure I get adequate protein and enough nutrients. That's my goal right now. And I have weight to lose, but it's not what I'm obsessed with right now. I just want to be healthy and not get stressed out so that I have enough milk to give my baby. Like it's exactly, (laughs) you know, exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately we're, we're the product of marketing that for the last 20, 30 years has been promising us fast, quick results and quick fixes and magic shakes. And yes, um, I've, I'm working with a woman at the moment and I did ask her permission if I could talk about it, um, who was taking an weight loss injection, Mm. um, Ozempic. Oh, Ozempic. Oh, everyone's doing it talking about that now. Oh my gosh. She she turned into a 90-year-old woman overnight. This woman is 35. What? She developed this, all of the symptoms of like rheumatoid arthritis. She developed symptoms of multiple cirrhosis. She had um, oral migraines. She her, her body just completely shut down on this. And she was like, but I lost 20 pounds. So I kept going for as long as I could. Oh, gosh. We, we have... It, it's my belief and um I'm, I I don't know you may not agree but it's my belief that this is a product of marketing that is meant to keep women distracted from the fact that we are not allowed to use our voices and we're not allowed to take up space and we're not allowed the equality and the 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 same access and rights as men have it's it's in our our medical literature is based on white men and if you're not a white man forget about it yeah it includes medical gaslighting but I think that women are being distracted by you're too fat you're too skinny you're too tall you're too short your hair is too long your hair is too short but here's a product who can fix it somebody the other day folk commented on my Instagram, uh, you're not as hot as you think you are some guy. I was like, what part of my, what I'm putting out there is making you think I'm even trying to be hot. Like I'm trying to teach people. (laughs) And why do you care what some guy thinks? I don't care. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. You have to fit into this little box. And Mm. if if you are outside that box, here's a product that can fix it. Yeah. And we yeah. are the victims of that marketing. And when it comes to weight loss, it's, I feel it's a million times worse because we've told these women, you're too far. Mm-hmm. You got to do something about it. And mm-hmm. they've tried everything. Everything. I polled my community once. And honestly, I shed a tear over some of the stories yeah. because I, I, I just polled out of curiosity how old were you when you went on your first diet? And there was women sharing stories of their mothers bringing them to Weight Watchers when they're I eight. Did, that nine. was me. I was nine when my parents started making me go to Weight Watchers. Nine, and my little sister was seven, and they were making a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old go to Weight Watchers, and wonder why we grew up with issues around diets and food and weight, and it's like. Yeah. Because you're telling a, a little girl at that age that she's not good enough, yeah. that, she, you know, instead Already. of, yeah. right, instead of like teaching, like, let's just eat 
proper nutrition, proper foods, and maybe deal with some of these emotional issues that are causing you to want to overeat, Yeah, you know, let's just throw you into Weight Watchers and put you on a scale every week so you can be tested, you know, <laughs> teach yeah. you how to track your calories when you're nine yeah. and seven. Yeah. It's terrifying. I think, I mean, we have a huge issue with childhood obesity now. Mm-hmm. We have a massive oh, yes. issue about it. And not talking about it is even more harmful. But what we need to do is we need to catabolize the idea that your weight is linked to your worth. Right. And that was what has happened to women. Whereas if we say that the food you're eating is not making your body happy. Yeah. So we got to find something that's going to make your body happy. Yeah. Let's explore. Yeah. There's no judgment. There's no shame. There's no finger pointing. There's no blame. And it's not intrinsically linked to their self-worth. But the problem with that is you're up against a behemoth of two industries of the commercial medicine and commercial pharmacology. You're not going to win. Yep. You're not. You're not going to win. You're not. Because there's nothing to sell them. Just eat this, not this. That's right. it. Who's yeah. going to make money? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like we have to approach things as, you know, nutritionists and people who are really out there trying to help women. The way that I've, the way the tactic I've been trying to take lately is how is your sleep and how do you feel? Because typically there's going to be an issue with weight and metabolism and all those things if sleep and, and mood are disturbed and say like this, this, what I'm going to try to teach you how to do is going to help you with sleep and with mood. You know, the weight Mm -hmm. is going to take, it's going to take care of itself. If we tackle this cortisol issue and these things first, Mm -hmm. um, but I can't give you a meal plan that mm-hmm. you're just going to do some meal plan and then it's going to fix everything because it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. We have to look at things as a whole. And I think that's really your story embodies that because you went through all of these stressful things, you know, the surgery and the years mm-hmm. of skipping the breakfast and having the coffee and the fasted workouts. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you woke up and we're like, oh my goodness, you know, my metabolism is, is really damaged. My body is experiencing all these things and I don't feel good, you know, and it wasn't, and a meal plan is not going to fix. (laughs) I did try a meal plan, but it made me gain weight. So there you go. (laughs) And that's the other thing. A lot of people will jump from keto over to kind of the repeat, the pro metabolic style. This is popular. I get messages at least twice a week from women who've done that. And now they've gained 30 pounds and are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. And they're like, well, that wasn't the answer, but these people kind of base their whole practice, their nutritional practice around bashing keto and bashing low carb. And I'm like, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not the keto and the low carb that we need to be bashing. It's the things that kind of come along with keto and low carb you know, and the stress that we put ourselves under. And I don't have, I don't know how you feel about this in your practice, but I actually think that a little bit of carb cycling can sometimes be helpful for women if they do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I rewrote, I completely rewrote, I have a keto bootcamp. It's a six week program that I completely broke apart and rebuilt because I got rid of the 
overt focus on weight loss Mm -hmm. because the weight loss will take, like you said, that's my message. The weight loss will take care of itself. We got to look at everything else. Other things. I never gave meal plans and you know, it was a source of frustration for some customers, some clients, especially it's like, I need a meal plan. It's like, no, you need to learn. You need to learn what your body is telling you every day that what you are putting in me is not making me happy. It's I, I made a reel a couple of weeks ago saying that the, the three things that I really wished women would stop telling each other and saying about themselves is that PMS is normal. It's common, yeah. but it's not normal. Yeah. Menopause symptoms, common, not normal. Right. And bloating. I like I love the women who are out there on Instagram showing what women real women's bodies look like. Yes. We blow, we have cellulite, we have stretch yeah. marks. I love them. But when they say it's we have bloating. That's thing. normal. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no. So I, I completely changed my boot camp to focus on all of the other things because the food we can get it right in the first week, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's here's what a well formulated ketogenic should look like. There's no calorie limit. There's no calorie restriction, right? You have a, a protein guideline. It's a mm-hmm. it's a range, yes. right? You need yeah. to find what works for you. Um, we control our carbs. However, any vegetables that grow above the ground, you can eat as much as you want. They're not included in your 20 grams of carbs. And all of a sudden, I have this big group of women who feel like they can eat everything. Yeah. And the importance of that mind, the difference that mindset, that abundant mindset has made has been transformative because all of a sudden it's like, well, I can have my broccoli and I can have my mm-hmm. Brussels sprouts and I feel good when I eat them, but it's even better because then I can have a square dark chocolate in the evening and that keeps me going. And most days like they're under the 20 grams of, of carbs because they're filling on vegetables that feel good. And then I have an entire section on what to do if that doesn't feel good, because mm-hmm. that means that maybe vegetables are not okay for you if you feel good, you're not in that group of people. But if you are having these physical symptoms, then maybe we need to dig a bit deeper yeah. into the gut health. And yeah. it's in, I want to empower women to understand what works for their own bodies. And I understand it's frustrating that there's no meal plan. There's no eat yeah. this today and this tomorrow. Yeah. But I would that doesn't just, work. It doesn't work. And I would be just doing them a massive disservice. And yeah. I think I've never offered meal plans in my boot camps. My private practice never offered a meal plan ever. Same. I'm the same way. And I I, I get messages because I have the 21 day leptin reset and they're like, well, where's the meal plan? Where's the, I'm like, like you, here's guidelines. Here's the ranges. Here's a suggested, you know, winter produce, summer Mm. produce, like Mm. look at, you know, depending on the level of leptin resistance you are like how many carbs you should have there's ranges but yeah yeah, I want people to do all of the lifestyle things and have that appetite correction and and start to feel better and the weight is going to take care of itself you know it's yeah Yeah. but it's frustrating because there are so many people out there that kind of sell these meal plans and lose 10 inches in 10 days. And I'm like, well, all right, I guess I'll talk to you in a few months. <laughs> yeah. I always and, say that and do that. Um, and I'll yeah. still be here in a few months after that stuff has gotten your adrenals in a worse off situation. 
and your pocketbook a little more empty, you know, because it ended up not working. So it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, maybe it does help people to have some structure, but Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of people that do my program, sure yours too, they start to find meals that work for them and they kind of create their own meals based on those guidelines. You know, if you're sticking to protein and fat ratios and, Mm -hmm. you know, those general guidelines for your body, you start to make your own meals and you can eat the same thing every day if you want to. It's fine. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I've I've overcomplicated bacon and eggs every day for the last six years. Yeah. Yeah, My breakfast casserole, I just make that every (laughs) Sunday and then we eat it, you know, every, every day it's easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I, I get messages saying, you know, I, I need to lose 15 pounds. Can I lose 15 pounds in a week, in a week, in a month? And I'm just like, yeah, if you amputate a leg, that's right. the only exactly. way I guarantee that. But exactly. Otherwise, no. Exactly. Because oh, you can do everything right. Yeah. And it's still, if there's something off balance, your body needs to feel safe because weight loss is a stressor. Yeah. So, you know, for me, losing... 100 uh, 105 pounds in a year and a half was a massive stressor on my oh, yes. body yes. and at that point I should have started to increase my dietary calories because the amount of body fat had gone down so that mm-hmm. that in order to maintain that calorie balance I should have eaten more yeah. but I didn't I, I restricted more because the yeah. weight loss slowed down so I yeah. restricted more because yeah. that's what I was told to do yep and yeah. it had the exact opposite effect. So now when I say, well, when weight loss stops, you need to eat more. You might gain a couple of pounds for the first couple of weeks, but then it'll drop again. Yeah. And that because your body will feel safe. That's exactly. the thing. Our bodies don't really want to lose that weight. They don't want to let go of the weight if they don't feel no. safe. And that's one thing I think you've oh. emphasized a lot is that you've been working on personally is, you know, letting yourself get out of that stressed mode and relax a little bit. And with women, especially the ones we have families, we have husbands, we have jobs, we have all of these responsibilities that we are last on the priority list. So when it comes to the weight loss, we just want to just have it be another little thing that we do. And it's easy. And we have to really look at the whole way of how we live a day in 24 hours when it comes to why we're even overweight in the first place. Cause I always say weight is when you're overweight, your body is actually losing a lot of energy to the environment. You know, I, I, I slammed my finger in the little door out there just a couple hours ago and it's all swollen right now. It's like huge. Um, but that's what happens when we're losing energy. So there was damage done to my finger and now it's swollen. Why? Because it's lost all this energy and it's trying to, it's trying to compensate the best it can. And so the same thing happened, you know, when, when our heart, we start having heart problems, people's hearts, they enlarge. And so weight is just another symptom that you're just losing energy to your environment in some way, shape or form. And, you know, restricting energy and stressing it even more is probably not going to be a long-term solution. That's going to (laughs) work. Absolutely not. It yeah. it's it's a, f- a source of massive frustration for a lot of women that I work with that they have to stop being everything for everyone. Yes, and you know they're saying I can't. It's like well yeah. you can you can say no. You know one of the things I have a 
a program that I run occasionally. I don't run it very often because it's very emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. It's called the Emotional Eating Solution. And it's, we basically run through all the reasons for the, the main reasons for emotional eating. And one of them is this, the, I call it the woman blueprint. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that you have to be everything to everybody. You have to be a good mother. You have to be a good daughter. You have to be a good sister. You have to be a good aunt. You have to be a good friend. You have to be a good colleague. You know, you you can't take up too much space, but then you can't stay quiet. You have to um, be there for people when when they need you, but you can't ask for help because, you know, you need to let other people live their lives. And there's all of these contradicting rules mm-hmm. that women live by every day. They don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So many women are doing things alone. Yes. And not getting the support that they should get. I, I, I've, I've said it, I don't know how many times that the idea of a nuclear family is the worst marketing scheme that ever happened to women ever. Because in many cultures, a village raises the children. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not expected to look after three children by yourself right. and oh, look yeah. after the house and none of it. Like, yeah. I have, I have a friend who is from India and she thinks it's the most bizarre thing ever that everybody has their own bed. <laughs> wow it's really strange we all sleep in the same bed and wow you know the, the families all live in in a big building together and they have their own spaces but they have a communal kitchen and everybody takes care of the children and everybody takes care of the laundry and everybody wow. takes care of the school run and and the homework and the cleaning and it's everything is shared so it's wow. not one person looking after three children it's three people looking after six seven children yeah and everything is shared so this idea yeah yeah this idea of it was basically just a marketing scam to sell houses and sell cars because if you have a family with you you have four families living together that's four houses right separate them let them live in houses by themselves and and you know they it was just really really clever marketing yeah absolutely women women are the ones who suffered most yeah you know, I feel so blessed. I have two sisters that are younger than I am and we kind of video chat with each other. We have this, it's called Marco Polo and you can kind of send these video messages all day. Mm -hmm. And so we have just throughout the day, that's how I feel like I've gotten through this kind of newborn stage with my son. Mm -hmm. They both have little ones and we just are kind of constantly on there video chatting to one another about different things. And Mm -hmm. because you forget, you know, my daughter's 15, so I don't even remember any of the stuff that I'm going through now <laughs> with my son, it's like, oh, and, and, you know, they've just had babies. And so we kind mm-hmm. of can at least talk about these things, but we're not, I think, meant to be so isolated from one another. And mm-hmm. I think that's the power of like conversations like this. Um, and what I really wanted to get out there, this message to, to women, especially and men too, you know, I did a conversation just with a, with a, a man last week, Um, but just to not feel like they are doing something wrong, that they're malformed, malfunction. It's, there's a bigger problem and, you know, there is, there is support, there is help. There's, there's groups like yours, groups like mine, and, you know, they don't have to feel like they, they're doing everything right and not having the results that they want that, that perhaps we need to take a deeper look at things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think just the val, like you said, the value of these conversations that will get out there into like the keto community yes. and the carnivore community yes. and, you know, and help women to understand that there's, there is a way to do this, but maybe it doesn't look like you think it looks like, like you were saying about the carb cycling. Right. I got thrown out of a Facebook group a few years ago for trying to help a woman who had really bad PMS and she was binge eating for three days before her period started oh. every month. And I said to her, look, your body probably needs some adrenal support. So the best thing you can do three days before your period, start to add some carbs to that, to your diet, start, eat some carrots, eat right. some peas. Like I wasn't telling her to mainline like Dr. Pepper and donuts. That's <laughs> this thing when we talk about carb cycling, I'm talking about, you know, a baked potato or sweet potato or winter <laughs> squash or butternut squash. I don't know a lot. I'm not talking about candy bars no. and soda. No. I don't know a lot of people that have binge eaten sweet potatoes. Now, yes. if you have, maybe don't eat those, but yeah. I don't really know a lot of people that have a history of binge eating disorders that did binging on uh baked potato, peas, peas yeah. carrots. <laughs> no. I, no, that's hard to no, do. I, yeah, <laughs> apparently I I broke the guidelines because we're not allowed to recommend um anything outside the approved carb lists, and so I was thrown out of the group. Yeah, that's the how carrots. these groups that's how these groups work. And then the unfortunate thing is, it's you know everyone is cheering about how great that they're doing in the group, and then there's the the silent group of people who are just there and they're still so, they're suffering but they're like well look at all these people having success so I'm doing this wrong this is this yeah. is my yeah. fault and the, you know <laughs> I hate that I don't want anyone to feel that way there's you know so and I, I think one, one of the fundamental things that we need to help men and women understand is that the kind of really popular influencers who are you know they're they're slim mm -hmm. and they're active and mm -hmm. they don't have the same history of chronic obesity that many right. of us have right and we need to have different conversations mm -hmm. your keto can't look like her keto mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. that 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 can't work no. Um, I get a lot of women actually who come from eating like recipes that have like 30, 40 egg whites in them. Oh and, no. Oh god. And they have really bad, really, really bad autoimmune flare-ups. Yeah. And I'm like, you're eating six egg whites a day, like a, yeah, you know, every single day. And yeah, and I literally just had the conversation in boot camp this week and and somebody commented and she said, egg whites are bad for us I said oh, no be careful about how you how we use language I didn't mm -hmm. say that egg whites are bad for us what I said was that protein tends to be the thing that our immune system is going to react it reacts to it yeah yeah so if you're eating high volumes of the same protein over and over and over again your body can accidentally interpret that as an uh, as a pathogen exactly and it can cause a flare up so exactly modestly you can eat your hot egg white bread but mm -hmm. eat it once or twice a week 
not, not every, every day, day for every meal so you can have sandwiches yeah. and yes that ma- the egg white bread has created some massive issues for people that I've seen the same thing and I'm like and then I f- have people that will binge eat the egg white bread you know with wow. butter okay. oh yeah I've had a lot of people that will do that okay. they're they're overeating the egg white bread and they're putting a ton of butter on it and they're like well I've gained all this weight and I'm like well yeah. And I've, my autoimmune symptoms are back and I'm gaining weight. I'm like, well, how much of the egg white bread are you eating? Oh, a loaf, you know, with butter. I'm, okay. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's the same with even with the, the keto baking, like that. Oh gosh. Like there's yeah. recipes that call for like 150 grams of almond flour. Oh no. And I, I'm saying, Absolutely. right. I want you to buy a pack of 150 I want you to get 150 grams of raw almonds right. and I want you to try and eat them in one go and yeah. tell me how many you can eat and it's like I can get two or three into me and then I actually can't eat anymore like this is why you're having these issues because we're not meant to eat these foods in these volumes exactly exactly yeah I think what's where I've gotten back to and I it sounds like you have too is just common sense (laughs) of, you know, and we want to put a label on it and make it a fancy diet. But honestly, if we eat food that is from the earth, that doesn't have a label that isn't processed, it's, it's a lot easier. And yes, a lot of us do need to limit the carbs, you know, and use those a little bit more strategically, but overall taking a little bit more of a common sense approach to nutrition and our lives I think yeah. is what we need to be talking about more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Completely on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's next for you? I want to know, you know, you, I want to hear about your groups and I definitely want to link all of that in the show notes for everybody, but after everything that you've been through and learned, <laughs> what what's next for Christina? Well, I didn't actually do very much with that metabolic rehabilitation group because mm. I had hit burnout at that point. Mm. So I just messaged the, the members this week and I said, look, I, I understand I haven't been very active in the group, but you, I'm sure you all understand that I needed to heal myself first. So um, today I did my first live in the group and we were oh, talking wow. about five of the reasons why people find that keto stops working for them, which of course has nothing to do with keto and right. to do with everything we've just talked about. Um, so I really want to develop this group and help people who have been through what you and I have been through and just to help them kind of understand everything that we've been talking about this evening that, or just today, depending on where you are, um, that it's the food is this bit, Mm -hmm. but then everything else is going to help determine how that food affects your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so in January, I'm going to run a new, a new session of my keto bootcamp, which is a six week program. Um, but it's a membership for life. You come in, you do it once with us and you stay and you repeat it because there's so much to learn. And I always mm-hmm. say, you know, you, you can't possibly learn all this in six weeks. Yeah. This is a lifetime of learning, get the food right first, you know, yeah. get, get what food works for your body right first. And then we'll move on yeah. and be patient and give it time. Um, I did really struggle with deciding whether to go back to YouTube or not, because mm. I have found that people are very brave behind the, their keyboards. Oh, totally. That's why I have 
pulled way back from YouTube, honestly, way back. <laughs> yeah. So I basically, what I do is I say to people, if you want to talk to me, come join my group. I'm not reading the comments on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'll That's leave smart. them open if you want to have a discussion, but I'm not going to read them smart. because it's like, the, and don't get me wrong, the vast majority are usually really supportive Mind. and yeah. really nice. Yeah. Yes. But then yes. you've got, uh, it's the majority are men. There are some women, but the majority are men who have opinions that they want to share. Opinions right. about your body, opinions about your voice, about your- Oh, I had someone tell me that I need to get braces. I'm like- Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody commented screw on off. saying that- <laughs> That's not the word I used, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> somebody commented once and said that they needed subtitles on my video to understand what, what I was saying. And I was like, I don't even have a really strong Dublin accent. No, you like, really don't. I really don't. <laughs> you don't. Um, so yeah, I think other people's opinion of me is none of my business. Mm -hmm. So you can keep your opinions on YouTube and, and I'm just gonna, not going to read them. So what I've been doing is saying to people, join my email list because mm -hmm. there we're friends and there you're going to hear from me yes. and you're going to get information that I'm not going to put on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um so th that's basically what I want to do for 2023. My word is play. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be all about having fun and, you know, doing sports for fun and playing, playing games with friends and like squash and badminton for, with friends, just to really make sure that I'm balancing work and non-work time because like we said I, I could work 24 7 yeah in the same way but yeah. <laughs> you have to draw a boundary at some point <laughs> yeah. I love it and I definitely want to put all of the links to all of these programs and things Thank in the you. show notes so that people that listen can join those and I'm going to try to follow suit as well because I've also pulled way back from YouTube I don't think I've done like a personal YouTube video in a very long time because of my pregnancy and newborn life and just needing to protect that energy but just yeah. the the comments even though I haven't put anything out I still will check the comments and you know you get you're just like oh god why did I do that why yeah. <laughs> why did I look at that and so you, you're lying awake at 10 p.m saying don't respond don't, don't respond don't do it Resist. don't exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> I usually respond with like a heart um, I've told my private group members, I'm like, if I ever respond to a comment and it's just a heart, that's me inside, probably cursing this person out and just like, <laughs> so if you ever see that, know that that's what's going on. And I'm not, a, you know, I just like heart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just have to protect your energy that way. And absolutely. I always say that the energy that you're putting out there is going to come back to you. So even if someone is putting out something really nasty, mm -hmm. I try not to respond in kind. I just let it go or even say something kind back sometimes, you know, yeah. but it's, it can be tough. So anyway. it is it is difficult. It, yeah. it is difficult. Yeah. Um, is. Especially when the comments are nothing to do with the video, video. Um, so you, you, you need a haircut or you look tired today or when was the last time you dyed your hair like 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I get those. That too. sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. If what I'm wearing makes you unhappy, why <laughs> is that my problem? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the fun of YouTube, the fun. Of, oh yeah, the fun of it's the special media. place. <laughs> it is. It really is. It yeah. is. Well, this has been really, really awesome, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come on. I was so excited when you said yes, and uh, I've been <laughs> looking forward to this chat, and I'm looking even more forward to sharing it out there on podcast and, and YouTube as well. Um, so be nice guys, but thank you so much, Christina, for being here today. It's been absolutely a joy to speak with you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. I, I think, know. you know, we could talk for hours. We could, we definitely could. We'll, we'll solve the world's problems together. We will. We will. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Christina. I know I've already asked three times already, but if you did enjoy the episode, please share it with someone who you feel could be helped. Christina and I just really want this information to reach the right people so that people do not have to feel so alone as they are struggling with these issues that, again, get pushed down by a lot of popular influencers and it is hurting people. So please do share this out. Leave me a review over on Apple or Spotify if you found the episode helpful. And a quick little shout out to my sponsors. Viva Rays is my source for circadian glasses, code Yogi, to save 15% on those. Optimal Carnivore, so, so wonderful at filling in those nutritional gaps and optimizing your sleep, your energy, all of those things. Code Carnivore, uppercase Y. And then finally, Upgraded Formula is my go-to source for balancing minerals, understanding mineral balance, and actually getting help so that you are not just guessing. If you are just adding exogenous minerals, not only could it be unhelpful, but it could also be dangerous. So using the code YOGI12 or YOGI will save you on that upgraded formulas, hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation. Again, thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day and I am looking forward to the next time we talk.